Welcome to How Are We Still on Air, the only podcast with the news you need, with commentary you could do without. Our opinions don't matter, and in the eyes of most people, yours don't either. So take this with a grain of salt. Okay, here we go. COVID-19 updates. Uh, are you ready to begin? Um, yes. Okay, so, money-wise, flights are down 38% for biggest airlines with coronavirus cutting travel. Uh, that's not good. <laughs> Uh, doctors and nurses are scared to come to work without supplies. Uh, the pandemic is accelerating. Uh, it's just it's just not a good situation. It's really not. Yeah. Um. Anything. Uh, um. New updates in sports. Australia and Canada are leaving the Olympics if they if they will be in Tokyo. Mm, that's not. Ooh. Ooh. That's not good. Yeah, and America is technically now ask, asking for them to postpone the event, and we could see America drop out. Wow. So, Amazon Prime delivery delays are now as long as a month. The e-commerce giant is prioritizing household staples and other high-demand items during the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, that's a good thing for them to do. I mean, you in the end, you have to think about what you actually need instead of what you want. And I think that they took the right decision. Yeah, I haven't been on there in a week or two, so I don't really know. But certain non-essential items were from the delivery dates, even though they were listed as in-stock and shipping with Amazon Prime's express shipping service. During normal times, Amazon Prime deliveries are typically arrive in one or two weeks or less. Now, some prime deliveries for in-stock items are showing five-day delivery promises on the lower end, but those waits are as long <laughs> on, on the lower end. But those waits are as long as a month on some items. Interesting. So, another part of news: Governor Carney of Delaware issues a, a stay-at-home order for Delawareans. However, something interesting. Um, be alcohol has petitioned it, its way to become an essential restaurant because of because of the idea that people break into the shops and and loot the alcohol if they are not there. True, you are not wrong. Yeah, and they have they have sense about that. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, in other news with Amazon, uh, Amazon is starting to paywall children's programming. Uh, and shows, like regular shows, are completely free to stream, which profitable on their part, not going to lie. And wait, what? Uh, they're paywalling kids' programming, but like regular shows are free to stream. Oh, okay. Uh, most likely because kids are home. Yeah. Right? And their parents are just like, well, I have to work, right? So mm-hmm. you just prop them in front of the TV, like, oh, here's your favorite show. I'll be done in like an hour with my meeting. Right, yeah. and really, you have to do that because that's just you. You're not supposed to have children at your house before summer. It's just no protocol. Um, so any uh, next news piece? Uh, um, directly, actually, from Capitol Hill, uh, Senator Rand Paul or Senator Rand Paul defends his actions before coronavirus diagnosis. The broader testing and the less finger-pointing we have, the better. Mm-hmm. Senator Rand Paul, uh, who on Saturday became the first senator diagnosed with coronavirus, 
is defending his actions while awaiting his test results. For those who want to criticize me for lack of quarantine, realize that if the rules on testing had been followed to me, I would have never tested and would still be walking around the halls of the Capitol, Paul said in a statement on Monday. The current guidelines would not have called for me to get tested nor quarantined. Uh, he added, it was my extra precaution out of concern for my damaged lung that led me to get tested. Okay. Also, yeah, um, there's a difference between Rain Paul and Who Paul. <laughs> um, difference. I laugh at I laugh at Rain Paul on SNL. I laugh with Who Paul on SNL. Great episode a few weeks ago. It was a good episode. Okay. Next. This day in history, uh, the Strategic Defense Initiative from the Department of Defense was launched. Uh, Reddish proposed a Star Wars-esque missile defense system. U.S. President Ronald Reagan laid out plans for defensive orbiting lasers capable of intercepting and destroying incoming nuclear weapons. Don't we love those days where, when we look up um, Palpatine is whisper is telling us everything's going to be okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, those that days. was, that, yeah, that, I don't know. Nothing really ever came through with it. It would have cost the U.S. $30 billion, but it will never be fully developed or deployed. Mm-hmm. And again, the stay in history. In 1912, uh, Werner von Braun was born. Uh, and of course, this day is March twenty third, Monday, March twenty third. Interesting. Uh, but he was an aerospace engineer who actually originally worked for the Nazi Party. Um, and after World War Two, the U.S. you know they went, "Hey, you're going to work for us now." And he was like, "Okay." So he did, and he actually worked on the Apollo eleven space program. Wow. So Wait, technically, I- Nazis did make it to the moon. Mm. Just saying. But, um, I guess. Okay, so our next thing is Florida man, and God, do we have a lot of these? Florida man is a new popular figure in the world, and I think that we really have to understand that he is the oracle of what's going to happen to our great nation. Continue. So. On February 28th, 2020, uh, in New Smyrna Beach, Florida man sets hospital bed on fire to get nurses' attention. (laughs) (laughs) A Florida man who felt like he wasn't getting enough attention set his hospital bed on fire, according to the New Smyrna Beach police. Authorities say John King admitted to setting a plastic bag on fire as he believed it would get the attention of the Advent Health New Smyrna Beach staff, who he felt was ignoring him while he requested that he bring him his clothes. His hospital roommate told authorities he saw King and uh, he saw King, an object on fire. However, he convinced him to put it out. When he returned to his bed, he saw King again lighting a fire. At this point, the roommate alerted staff using the emergency button in the room. Expletive in here lit his bed on fire. I can't breathe. The smoke is in the room. <laughs> the roommate told the staff. <laughs> Once the hospital staff entered the room, they extinguished the flames and secured the Florida man until fire officials arrived. According to the hospital, this four thousand dollar bed was too damaged to be repaired and has to be replaced. 
King said that he had no intention of harming anyone and simply thought setting a fire <laughs> First of all, what's your thought what's your thought process behind setting a bed on fire? Like Damn, we should probably t- listen to that guy. I mean, you never know, man. I mean, are you not going to pay attention to me? Well, I guess you're going to pay attention to this bed. <laughs> as soon as it's on fire. It's like, oh, so now you care, huh? <laughs> now you care. Oh, you only care when there's a flame in the room? God. Nah, I want to break up with you. Why, why is your house on fire? Oh, now you want to talk to me? Oh, now you want my attention? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, <laughs> too bad. Okay. Um... First things first. That was that was a roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, but here is another one. It's not. I don't think it's nearly as bad as the setting on fire of a bed, but it's nasty. Okay. And uh, in, when I read this, I need you to envision yourself as the poor patrol officer that had to deal with this guy. Okay. 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 St. Petersburg, Florida. Three hundred and eighty-pound Florida man hides meth in belly button. <laughs> <laughs> a Florida man uses excess bulk to stow away a bag of meth, according to police. 41-year-old Martin Skelly of St. Petersburg was arrested after showing up to a Clearwater McDonald's with a drug-filled needle. After being arrested on charges of possession of methamphetamines, he was searched and booked into Pinellas County Jail. Authorities <laughs> asked the Florida man if he had any additional contraband on him. He replied, no. According <laughs> According to the officer's duty, <laughs> when he was processed in the jail, a small bag of meth was found, quote, wedged deep within the belly button cavity. I was I was just being dumb and not thinking, Florida man said when the drugs were discovered. The belly button meth stash resulted in two additional felony charges. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, my belly button seen things that no other belly button has seen before. Because you know it. You know that that did not just fall out. Yeah. You know they had to fish for it and were just too ashamed to put that in the report. (laughs) 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 They defiled his belly button. Oh, that's my hill. That's my tax account. Oh, there, (laughs) there it is. There it is. Honey, what are you doing in there? (laughs) (laughs) We've only been doing this for like 11 minutes and I'm already breaking down in laughter. (laughs) As you can't already tell, this is going to be one of the funnier episodes. This will also be one of the weirder episodes. Yes. All right. Walmart evacuated after a Florida man was found crawling through ceiling. <laughs> what? <laughs> Newport Ritchie. A Pasco County Walmart was evacuated after a Florida man was found crawling through ceiling. <laughs> Deputies say the man refused to come down and had to be tased in order to be subdued. <laughs> Workers in the store called police at around 1 p.m. after finding the man crawling through the ceiling. When confronted, Florida man refused to come down. After numerous verbal attempts, he was tased and subdued. The unidentified Florida man was detained and taken to the hospital. Currently, there are no charges pending, and a, a drug and other than a drug and mental evaluation. 
He's a mad drunken unemployed man of action. <laughs> Dude, first things first, you know in like Walmart's how tall the ceilings are? Yeah. <laughs> how? Alright, my, my main question, I'm not even like worried about his mental health. I'm literally just like, I commend him for getting up there. Like, we all do. How do you get up there? I want to know. I mean, <laughs> the Florida ways were the best ways. <laughs> Peter Griffin, 2017. I think that this one is going to be the worst. Okay. Yeah. Now get ready for this and imagine being the poor patrol officer. <laughs> this is worse than the belly button one. Okay? Oh no. <laughs> Nearly naked Florida man breaks into school, <laughs> smears feces and cake frosting everywhere. <laughs> what? What did you just? And of course, what? you want you know the best part. This took what? place in Seminole County. Lesson: What do you do when you put cake frost and feces around? Explosive diarrhea. <laughs> when you combine cake frosting and feces, what do you get, Florida man? Oh God, <laughs> that's that's the only math class. That's a winner. That won the entire se- segment. Like that's gonna be the best one. Surveillance footage at Bear Lake Elementary School shows the man identified as 25 year old. First of all, he's 25. Like that. Oh. oh. Uh, shows the man identified as 25-year-old Christian Dominic Shea jumping a fence on the property at 2 a.m. Oh, I thought it was what? class. At 2 a.m.? What? Alright, what do you normally do at 2 a.m.? I usually am in... in I'm, I'm asleep or I've been playing Rainbow Six Siege or watching SNL. Yeah, no, literally. I'm either playing uh, Rainbow Six, I'm watching something on Netflix, or I'm just on my phone, or I'm sleeping. Like... Or maybe a combination of all three. Who knows? <laughs> or four. Yeah. Um, but it, 2 a.m. Who goes, you know what? I'm going to smear my crap everywhere. Dude, we need that in government. Like, we need that determination. Yeah. Okay. Deputies found desk cha- or desks, chairs, and drawers of a classroom covered in cake frosting. <laughs> there was also a trail of frosting-covered footprints on the floor. <laughs> There was an open can of frosting in the trash can alongside a child's sweatshirt that was covered in both frosting and feces. There were also feces covered hand and foot. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, I need to take a step back. Oh my god! A step back from feces? There was also feces covered hand and footprints on a window ledge where authorities say the part of them broke in. A stapler found me inside a toilet and a such frosting covered TV remote was in the back. (laughs) What is your logic behind this, Florida man? (laughs) Oh my god. 
outside the school, deputies discovered a laptop in the trash and a soiled paper <laughs> from a building. <laughs> he raised the flag. He raised the flag of Florida, man, which is literally <laughs> soiled paper underwear. <laughs> Employees at the school told deputies they recognized the Florida man from previous incidents at the school. He was arrested on charges of burglary, petty theft, property damage, and indecent exposure. <laughs> to who? The crap-covered TV remote. What he exposed God? his his butt crack. Oh my God! How how do you like? All right, my question is: How does he go from like one side of the school, right, to yeah. the other side, like trailing feces behind him? Does he just have, like, a plastic bag full of feces? <laughs> he's, like, dragging it with him. He's going, come on! He's, he's walking in like a dog. <laughs> Maybe there is a dog. Okay. This one is not nearly as funny. This is just, like, really weird. Mm-hmm. Florida man breaks into home, cooks breakfast, and tells owners to go back to sleep. Oh, I saw that one. I saw that one. That's, that, 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 that's nice. That, that's a nice Florida man. Yeah. Safety Harbor, a Florida man was arrested last week after breaking into a stranger's home and cooking food. Investigators say 19-year-old Gavin Krim, of course his last name is Krim, uh, broke into the safety <laughs> harbor around 4 a.m. on Tuesday. According to deputies, Krim entered the home via an unlocked back door. Once inside, he began cooking and eating the owner's food. When the owner confronted the Florida man, he was told to go back to sleep. Krim was later found hiding in a wooded area behind the home. He was arrested on a burglary. He was arrested on a burglary charge. According to the arrest report, he was intoxicated. No, 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 no. Oh, oh and I, you see the bug shot for it? I Here. think so, but dude, head his shot. eyes are like facing different directions. Oh my gosh! No, they're like one's looking to the right, one's looking to the left. Oh my gosh! Uh, no, dude, dude, head chef. What are your qualifications for this job? Um, I I cooked the sky breakfast. <laughs> oh god I'm finding so many good things okay you ready for this one yeah I, I want to know we have four more and this is one of them okay Okay. wait no now we have five more <laughs> <laughs> okay it's still one going throws feces at judge during trial and still gets acquitted <laughs> if they throw shit you must acquit <laughs> Miami, Florida. Of course it's Miami. Of course it's Miami. <laughs> a Florida man who was charged with burglary oh and missed. And, and missed. You gotta add that in there. At the judge during the <laughs> trial, 33-year-old Dolores Philidor was wheelchair-bound, sitting next to a Miami-Dade surrogate judge, Lisa Walsh. Officials say he tried to throw his own fecal matter at her, but missed. Witnesses say the Florida man yelled, it's protein. <laughs> Good oh my gosh. Correct officers were quick to respond and the trial was relocated to the courtroom was sanitized. Bill Doors then acquitted of the burglary charge. <laughs> he still faces another trial for grand theft auto. Oh my gosh. Okay. 
You ready for this one? Oh, yeah. Florida man tells cop his name is... Drum roll, please. <laughs> Give me a drum roll. Give me a drum roll. Ben Dover. <laughs> of course it's St. Petersburg again. A Florida man was arrested after giving a cop the finger and telling him his name Ben Dover. Uh, the incident occurred back in November when a deputy sought to remove the Florida man who was in a park in St. Petersburg after hours. After being asked to identify himself, the Florida man, quote, responded by stating his name was Ben Dover. Dover, who was actually 22-year-old Andrew Leighton, Leighton, I don't know, gave the deputy the finger and then got into his face as if he was going to hit him. <clears throat> According to the officer, Leighton then took off before being apprehended shortly after. He was ordered to pay $500 in court and prosecution fees and entered a no-contest plea on charges of obstruction and <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Here we go. You ready for this? What? <laughs> Dude, nothing in top the the um the one with the with the poop. Yeah, no, nothing. Florida man sprays his neighbors with bug spray, hits himself in the head with nunchucks. <laughs> oh, in the mugshot, in the mugshot, he's like this big, like burly guy, right? <laughs> but he, he looks like a meth head. Daytona Beach, of course. A Florida man was arrested after spraying his neighbors with bug spray, swinging nunchucks or nunchucks at them, uh, or accidentally hitting himself in the head with the weapon. According to sixty-one-year-old Larry Adams, was complaining about his neighbors' wild music in their in their Daytona apartment complex. Adams sprayed four of the neighbors with bug spray, swung his nunchucks, those nunchucks at him. <laughs> He was charged with aggravated assault and battery with a deadly weapon. Oh, that's hilarious. This but let's let's be honest, okay? Let's is are nunchucks really that deadly? Well, if you're good with them, yeah, but if you don't, you literally screw yourself over. Dude, if you can just hit the hit hit someone and then just tie it around their neck and then just start pulling, you got it. Yeah, but this dude's sixty one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Florida man attacks mom with cord on the cob. <laughs> a Florida man faces battery charges after attacking his mother with a corn cob. Deputy say 27-year-old Cody Cummins threw a corn cob at his mother, striking her on the top of her head. The woman was hurt but didn't have any physical injuries, according to the press report. The Florida man fled the scene after the attack. <laughs> the attack. What in the world? Battery charge. He's being held on a $150 bond. And the last one, perhaps my favorite for today. Okay, this is going to be called. Here we go. This will not top the poop and feces thing. Like, they're the feces and frosting. Yeah. Feces and frosting. New ice cream flavor. What? Okay. Feces and frosting, man. That's nice. Ben and Jerry's flavor. Yeah. Okay. You get the so rich chocolate taste of feces, and you get the nice um birthday cake icing feeling. Yeah. The smooth, the smooth taste of feces and the sweet taste of birthday cake frosting. <laughs> okay, okay, here we go. So considering that Easter is coming up, uh, Florida man gets beat up by the Easter Bunny. The Easter Bunny served up more than just baskets of candy this Easter. 
in Orlando, Florida. A Florida man received a beat down from Easter Bunny and the whole thing was caught on video. <laughs> it all started when the man bumped into a woman and words were exchanged. The bunny hopped into action and proceeded to demonstrate his fists of furry. <laughs> a promoter that goes by <laughs> a promoter that goes by Work FCH on Instagram captured the fuzzy brawl on video. The fight was eventually broken up by Orlando police and a bystander. Apparently, the Easter Bunny spends a lot of time in the off-season training for moments like these. <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright, let's be honest, though. That feces and frosting one, oh, nothing Oh my gosh. There. Dude, imagine being the janitors. You come back to work on Monday, and you're just like, oh, God. What kid did this? Who do I have to kill? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that was, that, oh, that was Florida Man. Um, if you do want to see more stories like that, FloridaMan.com. That's literally what it's called. That's where we got all these stories. Uh, they have links to the original articles, uh, summaries, blah, blah, blah. They even sell products based on Florida Man. We are not sponsored by them, but their products are pretty nice. So check them out. And also, by the way, um, a reminder to all those that are viewing, make sure to lock your doors and make sure that no man, no matter how good they are at culinary cooking, should come into your house and spread animal feces with both... <laughs> With both they with both they kick before being arrested and throwing slut at you. Should ever have to go in your three or in your fifty foot belly button with that These are dangerous times, America. And and working together will will keep the belly button safe. Thank you and we continue to the next segment. Okay. So Nate, let's look at the next topic. What is it? You have four stories that are complete and utter crap, or they will. Who knows? We'll have to decide that. Here we do go. You have for me? Again. Or do you want me to tell mine first? Uh, you tell yours. Okay. The 1965 sighting in Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. You know you've made it into the world of mysterious alien encounters when people refer to your UFF or you your UFO sighting as a bona as a bona fide incident. <laughs> Such is the case in the 1965 Kecksburg, Pennsylvania encounter, uh, in which multiple people claim to have witnessed something crashing into the woods near the town, not far from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. People who saw it claimed that the object fell from the sky and was roughly the size of a Volkswagen Beetle. That because that's what everything was the size of in the sixties. Um, uh, and say that it was almost immediately after. Say that almost immediately after it crashed to Earth, the U.S. Army arrived and roped off the area. The official report is that it was a meteor crashing down into the woods. Though obviously, most of the folks who were present to see the object fall for themselves remained skeptical of this explanation. To this day, the case remains a mystery. A good evidence of a real UFO sighting. Mm-hmm. Um. Eh. Eh, I don't know. Uh, no. Like, no. No, that's not. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. No. I'm, I'm no. sorry. I'm calling it. It's not real. It, it, there's not enough evidence. It's just like, oh, what witness testimonies? Yeah, he, they're just saying something without anything. They're asking. Yeah. 
witness testimonies are not the most authentic thing. Um, however, I will admit, with some witness testimonies, they have more evidence than others. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when it's like military stuff. Uh, stuff like that. But I don't know, man. It just doesn't seem real. Mm-hmm. Alright, do you have any? Or do um, you want me to continue? I don't have any, so please continue. Okay. A very strange 1964, these all happened in the 60s. Uh, it's a sighting in Silk Road, New Mexico, Socorro, I, I don't know. Um, one of the most famous UFO sightings in the modern United States history took place in the town of Socorro or Socorro, I don't know, New Mexico, back in 1964, with the chief witness being none other than a police officer named Lonnie Zamora. Lonnie? Based on that guy's last name, he is an alien. Um, <laughs> Zamora was in pursuit of a speeding car when he saw an object in the sky shaped like an oval and bearing a bizarre red insignia on its side. He claims to have seen this object rise from the ground and take off in the distance, and his story drew tremendous media and government er, attention, including leading to the CIA filing a report on the incident. Zamora came to be known as something of a kook, however, a retired and, however, uh, and retired from the police force short, er, oh my god, Zamora came to be known as something as a kook, however, and retired from the police force shortly after the incident. Case unsolved. The official police reports released 30 years after the events ask more questions than it solves. Mm, wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's more believable, but still needs something. Yeah, I feel like the most of the stuff that, like... Okay. The fact that it's one guy, and he became known as, like, the town crazy, yeah. right? It just mm, doesn't sit well with me. I don't think that one's legit by any means, you know? It just it feels off. I'm not saying it is off. I'm saying it feels off, because you never know. There can always be yeah. something. The strange mystery of the 1991 sighting in Mexico City. The 11th of June, 19, uh, 11th of July, 1991. In July of 1991, people living in Mexico City reportedly spotting something strange in the sky at a time when they were expecting to see nothing more or less than a solar eclipse. However, they were met with something far more out of the ordinary, with numerous people saying they saw an unidentified flying object, with actual journalists reportedly having captured this bizarre report of UFOs in the area. Uh, but none more or none more peculiar that the UFO spotted that summer by multiple people looking from various positions in the huge city. A few months later, a similar UFO was spotted during an air show in the area, but no explanation has ever been offered. Honestly, I don't know. What do you say about that? I, I don't know, man. I feel well. Okay. Um, there's an actual news report video. They have linked to it. Uh, and I looked through it, and it it looks it looks somewhat real. Uh, it's from two. It's a comparison from two like, different it, positions. The military has it, a lot of other balloons and stuff, but this could this is more realistic than the other stories you gave. So I think we're working up. Yeah, because also it's a huge city, and like a ton of people saw it, and like they saw the same thing later. Yeah, a if, months, you, if you have enough people to run it, yeah. We can start saying that's something. Probable. Yeah. Probable. Okay. The shocking sighting of 1991 in Ontario, Canada. Something really weird is uh, 1991. That's yeah. a repeating theme here. 
uh, the 60s and 91. 1991 is a perfect back, uh, um, like 91991. Yeah, true. Um, but okay. In the town of West Car- uh, Carrollton, Ontario, a woman named Diane Labanek, Labanek, I don't know, uh, claimed to have seen an unidentified flying object above a field near her home after hearing her dogs barking. Shortly after, the ship took off and vanished. She claimed that a government helicopter appeared at the scene, quickly investigating before heading off in the same direction as the UFO, though there are, of course, no records of this. However, a few months later, a UFO researcher named Bob, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, it's like Oshler or something, package that included supposed military documents and a videotape featuring the same exact UFO that Labanek had supposedly seen. All of this is unconfirmed, of course, but makes this one of the most peculiar unsolved USO, or UFO si- or sightings in recent history. It is believed to have most likely been a hoax, but it's still too difficult to determine just who could have uh, perpetrated the hoax and why. Um, I'm not sure. I, mm. It's not that probable. I, mean... I think that they're going to have to interview the ladies' dogs on that and those one. Are usually, I don't think they, they got their like testimony. Talk much. Yeah, and it's only two people, and only one of them actually yeah. witnessed the thing. So I can't. It seems yeah. off. It seems off. Okay. Uh, the odd sighting. This is our last one. The odd sighting of 1961 in Manitoba, Canada. Another of the most bizarre supposed UFO sightings in modern history took place at Falcon Lake in Manitoba, Canada, and involved a man named Stephen Michaelak. I'm just going to say Michael Ack. Uh, was a, Michael Ack was a prospector who claims to have encountered not one, but two UFOs, and after investigating the objects, he was blasted with some sort of hot gas from an exhaust vent uh, that left him with bizarre markings on his midsection and uh, led to his oh. being hospitalized. This is one of the most bizarre cases of a UFO sighting on record, simply because it's one of the very few in which the person who, came, who claims to have made contact with alien life suffered a very real very strange injury. Uh, he suffered from nausea, headaches, and the odd burn marks and very distinct grid shape across his abdomen. He was probably just into something super kinky, but <laughs> neither he nor we can come up with a reasonable explanation. So let's stick with a close encounter. Um, for now. I can't really say that that's probable. No. Yeah, his injuries can be easily faked. Like, oh, it's a grid pattern. Yeah. Take a sharpie, lay out a grid, and then take an iron and heat up a piece of metal. And suddenly, you got uh... grid pattern burn marks. Like it's just, it's not a hard, you know. I feel like that could be very easily faked. It's like oh, nausea, headache. Yeah. Well, did he ever throw? Did he get diagnosed with concussions? Blah, exactly. Blah, blah. Like, yeah. Stuff and that you can easily fake. I think that that yeah. is the end of the segment. So yeah, we move on to the, the rise of YouTube gaming for this period of coronavirus. So here's what I have to say. Um, YouTube relies on many things for its trend, for its view count. However, one of the th- two of the ba- big things it focuses on is travel, vlogging, and beauty. And usually travel and vlog yeah. in the same thing. Without, yeah. Because they companies that you know they don't they want you know like L'Oreal and like companies 
companies like uh, Delta, they want their ads rather than, you know, some little industry yeah. in like the middle of Ukraine. It's like they want the expensive ads, so then that company pays and more also, to be displayed on the um, video. You know, because if there's no be- um beauty to buy because of coronavirus, and there's no tra- world to travel due to it, gaming it then becomes the most important thing to have. Exactly. It's I don't know, man. I feel like it could be easily on the rise, but. Have you noticed, did there, YouTube put out a tweet a couple days ago, and it was like, a, oh, well, since we have less real people working in the office, uh, our algorithm is going to be deciding everything for it to monetize, monetize, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they just literally outright on Twitter, they were like, yeah, our algorithm's pretty crappy, so it's going to be a hard time. They didn't even, like, try to... Well, well you know, we're on. not going to try and fix it. We're just going to tell you it's terrible. Now go, go to Twitch. Exactly. I feel like the course of events, though, is that you start your YouTube channel and then you move to Twitch uh, and just stay off of Mixer. I mean, you can you you can use Mixer, right? But not nearly as many people use it. Actually, be have a chef at becoming some because people that use Xbox have a lot of Mixer to use. Oh yeah. So I think that could really just be something that comes that. It could be a breakout still in a few years. Mm. Personally, um, I stream on occasion, uh, especially when I'm playing like an RPG, like Destiny or something, right? Which I used to play all the time. No, occasion. Uh, Destiny? Wait, wait, you play on what? what? <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Xbox. But whenever I was playing, like, an RPG or something, I would be, like, level grinding, and I'm like, well, I'm not doing anything else, so I may as well stream for a little bit. And I would stream for, like, an hour, hour and a half of just me level grinding, right? Um, Because the mechanics just built right into the Xbox. With Twitch, you have to hook up your Xbox to your PC. You have to have a whole separate display section, right, in order to stream that. So it's easier for people who play on consoles. Uh, However... I will say, when it comes to PC gaming, yeah. Twitch is just going to be a thing. However, Twitch takes a ton of RAM yeah. to run, so you never know. And of course, it's getting better RAM yeah, consumption, but yeah, I think YouTube gaming could actually experience a big growth in views as as people that use it, the site will turn to newer more videos that go on the training page more than usual. Yeah, I feel like with YouTube gaming, it's going to be on the rise just because, you know, you can buy everything digitally now. Like, if this were, I don't know, the early 2000s, you wouldn't have been able to yeah. buy games digitally exactly. nearly as easily. You would still have to get a carbon copy. You would still have to get, like, this the, an actual piece of hardware in order to run it. Uh, you know, whether it be a disc or uh, some sort of installation, or installation, um, like key yeah. or whatever, right? But... Now, since literally I have two games, one game on my Xbox that actually requires a disc, and it's a game that you can't get digitally because you know mm-hmm. it's backwards compatible. Um, like it's it's so much easier to you know work from home if you're doing that because with like beauty products you have to order them or you mm-hmm. have to go out and buy them right, uh, and if shipping is delayed. 
you know, you aren't going to be making too much money immediately. Uh, and if you can't go out to buy them, you can't go out to buy them. Exactly. So gaining knowledge um, could be the most important thing a viewer goes to because of seg- of separate of elimination. And also, gamers have technically started to be discriminated after YouTube creates a trending space for just gamers, just beauty, and, and, and trend, its own trending. It's, it usually posts videos of music or something around that, but not really gaming. The thing with game, uh, gamer, you know, YouTubers and YouTube channels is uh, YouTube directly discriminates against them in the sense that it's like, oh, well, you use a clip of a song from a game that you're playing that is just there because it's the game. You can't turn it off in the settings or whatever. Uh, if it is one of those games, it doesn't allow you to. Um, you know, people are going to try to stay away from that. But, like, the one person who's finally on the come up, like, they're yeah. finally coming up, right? They're finally gaining subscribers. They're finally making money off of YouTube. And then they play a game that you can't turn off the music in. Suddenly, UMG and all these other companies are claiming it. And YouTube is just like, hmm, what's happening? And, yes, I understand that it's, you know, similar for vlog channels and things like that. However, at the same time, it's just they're, you know, less likely to get copyright striked or have a copyright claim than game channels because game channels are what's raking in the big bucks right now. Uh, And while YouTube does want to make a profit off of it, game channels normally aren't nearly as profitable Mm -hmm. uh, with advertisers because advertisers are like, oh, I don't want to display my ad on a video that's, you know, you're shooting people, Mm -hmm. but it's digital, right? Um so, because it's not nearly as profitable with advertisers, you know, YouTube's not going to really, really display ads there, and uh, you're not going to be making nearly as much money. You can easily get copyright strike or have a copyright claim filed, things like that. Um, it's yeah, just not a good situation. Okay, I don't know. YouTube gaming should it'll it'll be raising soon. And we're going to talk about there. Syndicate TV. Syndicate TV. So basically what I mean by this is, like, Jeopardy, how everything, like, you see on every channel appearing, no matter where you go, it's always connected everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, uh, especially with Family Feud. Family Feud's been oh, going on for a while. Oh, raised pre-Syndicate. Like, you see these every channel you go to, it will be on the schedule eventually. Exactly. Because they just have deals with every channel. Because they're like, oh, well, we're family friendly, right? Uh, ads will want to play during our thing. Because, you know, we are family friendly and a lot of people watch us. Uh, and, yeah, you're going to be making in money. And we're only going to be taking a fraction of that. It's like, okay, well, cool. Um, and then they do that and they're pretty much on yeah, every channel. And, now. like, you can go on any, and you can go anywhere you like, but you always see Jeopardy somehow. You always see Jeopardy, your Family Feud, or Price is Right, or yeah, Wheel of Fortune, especially. I see that on every channel. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Syndicate TV. I'm not gonna say it's a crappy like move, but it definitely yeah. takes yeah. away time for yeah. shows that are way better. You know. And we'll bring in more money because more people want to watch them. Because after a while, Jeopardy yeah. gets pretty boring. Yeah. I don't know. 
That's oh, just my Liam, little take on it. Liam, uh, happy puppy day. Yep. Happy sea day. Happy, um, let's see, what else is weird today? It's also now leaves uh, absorbed in Kazakhstan. It's also National Chip and Dip Day. So here we go. Welcome to, and we're going to now talk about useless holidays. Okay, so useless holidays are holidays that aren't really national um, and have been, Mm -hmm. like, really commercialized and just, you know, people celebrate them to celebrate them, not because they actually mean anything, you know, Um, like Valentine's Day, Halloween, holidays like that. Black Friday. People consider Mm, Black Friday a holiday. Technically, by business, it's a holiday. It's a holiday when you're raking in 16,000 visitors on one day. Entire autobahn system just kind of goes right away. 
But yeah. So useless holidays. Do we even need them? So a uh, good example of a useless holiday is Columbus Day. Literally, the only reason it exists was to gain Italian Americans and Catholics mm-hmm. uh, voting support. Like that's it. That's the only reason that it exists. And other than that, it doesn't need to exist. Like, I don't know. Uh, here's another example. Uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, All it right? doesn't have to exist because, yeah. Why have one day that's supposed to be romantic? I think, like, again, sentiment. 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 Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sentimino. But, um, yeah, so, I just, I think that holidays like that That's what we need to create, like, we need to to create demand for products when we don't even need them, so I guess, I guess, it's just sentimental. Yeah, I, I guess I could see that. Still, though, it's like, even with, alright, here's my thing. I'm going to bring it back to Columbus Day. Not That's not even, like, commercialized, yet it's still considered a holiday. President's Day isn't commercialized. No, it is. Though I think that, you know, it shouldn't be commercialized. Yeah, true. But, um, Columbus Day isn't commercialized. Like, at all. Not even with car dealerships. Um. And, like, nobody even really cares about it. They're like, oh, yeah. The murderer and rapist that he is discovered the Caribbean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, great. Well, our poor ancestors suffered horrible deaths. Hmm. You know? Like, it's not... It's not even... It has no use. Let's be honest. We don't want to go to school. Hmm? Well, yeah. But even then, some day or some years we have school on Columbus Not Day. Some. Yeah. But yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like Yeah. Useless holiday. So I want to hear your vote. Is Columbus Day a useless holiday? Huh? I want to hear your vote. Do you think Columbus it Day is useless? It should be used to teach about what went wrong. But it's not completely useless. Okay. Is Valentine's Day? No, because it helps helps companies that have like usual products market them more aggressively and easier for the uh, advertisement. And also, it's just sentimental. It's it's sentimented. why have one day of romance when you should do that, you know? You know, you shouldn't just have one day of romance. Mm-hmm. Kind of know what I mean? You shouldn't limit your relationship yeah, to one I, day. I, yeah, and that's correct. However, what better to make someone remember than advertising aggressively until they it's ingrained in their head? Alright, I kind of see where you're coming from. I mean, usually it's like a special day besides like all the other days. Like, you you can be like, you can be in a relationship every other day and be nice, but Valentine's Day is like a sentimental day. 
kind of clicked. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Here's a good one. Alright. Here's what I was thinking about. There is a day, which is National Bacon Day. December 30th. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking that meat producers, exactly that like meat producers should Tyson, take advantage of that. Uh... Yeah, and they don't. And I'm like, oh my god! It's National oh, Bacon National Bacon's Day, Day coming, coming up. Here, so let's make, huh? Yeah, like, hey, let's make a bunch of stuff that relates to National Bacon Day, and then sell it. And it's like, well, okay. Cool, and you do that, and you make a ton of money, and everybody, and you know, needs meat producers bacon. need to do that. Bring it, you have to everybody bring it needs home. bacon. Bacon's good. Bacon Actually, that and sentence can also begin more, which is why, <laughs> like, like remember, <laughs> we can, can have Middle Middle East fight. Like, we just need one bacon to bring the world together. Like, mm. one piece of bacon for each continent. Turkey bacon. Turkey bacon because okay. then doesn't take so, like, go against too many religious too full, standards. Then, like, North America. Yeah, turkey Everyone vegetarian bacon. Africa, there you go. Technically, and then we'll give them turkey uh, bacon because uh, Middle East is technically a, um, an African piece. It, it, no, not necessarily. You, you Middle East is technically Asian. No, it wouldn't be Eurasia. Eurasia is like the Ural now. Uh, it's actually it's also yeah. kind of Turkey. Like Turkey is kind of Eurasia. Yeah, it seems. Yeah, Turkey is kind of Eurasia because it's part of the EU. However, it's part of Asia. That's literally Eurasia. That's that's the definition oh, of Eurasia. Eurasia. <laughs> Eurasia. Yeah. Eurasia. I don't care what you say, no, man. You're still no Eurasia. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, we are finally on to our last I talking point. I'm what is your new favorite movie? movie? called Cook-Off. It is a fake documentary focused on how this entire cook-off at Van Rickle Falls is going to have a million-dollar price for the first time. And it's just a masterpiece. Even though it was never released in public until, like, 2017, it's a masterpiece of comedy if you don't want the jokes to be fed to you. Nice. Personally, my new favorite movie is, uh, well, actually, it's been my favorite movie for a while. Um, First of all, Forrest Gump, beautiful movie, but it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. I'm sorry, but I... um, well, technically, could a yes, miniseries count as a movie? It's not enough to be a TV, but it's short, enough, it's short enough to be, like, a long movie. Yeah. Uh, Band of Brothers. Honestly, love that miniseries. Mm. HBO did a great job. Uh, and the fact that it's a miniseries, it lets you really see further in depth into what actually happened. Um, because it's not a movie. Where it's like, oh, you gotta cram it within three hours or else theaters won't show it. You know, uh, 
because they really, you know, it was, it's a beautiful movie. I really like yeah, it. Yeah, it's basically. Or not right. movie, but, you know, miniseries. But if I had to stick with movies, Heat, 100%. Okay. Uh, 1995, I believe. Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer. Such a good movie. It's a heist movie. So, yeah. But, um, yeah. I, that's yeah, that's actually was, was a relatively short episode. This is actually probably going to go into an hour. I think is it was yeah. We're so, about fifty um, minutes now. To sum up what happened like today, um, a Florida man in, that had feces all over him with I with birthday cake was uh, was seen flying on a UFO, playing video games on on his Twitch uh, streamership while being syndicated on Fox Network and ABC at the same time. Especially, he was eating bacon on December 30th, National Bacon Day, while, uh, watching Heat and Cook-Off um, while, he was being, while he was running away from Tokyo Olympics. Thank you for watching, and there I will go. see you next time. Liam, any other further talking? Uh, no, just beware of Florida Man. He is terrifying. Nobody. Ooh. However, if he's cooking your breakfast and he tells you That's to go back right. to sleep, and, just take um, his word for it. Yeah, he's fine. He's clean. Um, yeah. All right. I will well, ca- catch me catch you on uh, the flippy flip, and I will see you guys later. Coronavirus yeah. is. is-